Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's 9.30 in 716. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski outside looking at a few clouds. 35 degrees this morning in Buffalo. More positive news yesterday on the status of DeMar Hamlin. After an emotional victory over the Patriots on Sunday in Orchard Park, another huge win came for the Buffalo Bills on Monday with the news of safety DeMar Hamlin being released from a Cincinnati hospital and transported back to the care of doctors in Buffalo. I traveled with him to the airport this morning with our UC Health air care and mobile care crew, including teammates who were with us on the field when DeMar Hamlin collapsed. He landed safely and as standard as anybody who has gone through what he's gone through this past week. And certainly after flying on a plane, he is going to be observed and monitored to ensure that there's no impact on the flight of his condition or on his lungs. That was Dr. William Knight from the UC Medical Center in Cincinnati on Monday. Doctor said Hamlin checked the list of criteria needed to be able to return to Buffalo this week and feel confident the Bills' safety should be able to recover well after suffering a cardiac arrest last week Monday on the field of Paycor Stadium. Hamlin's return to Buffalo was exciting news for Bills head coach Sean McDermott, who paid a visit to the 24-year-old at Buffalo General Hospital shortly after his arrival back in town. We're excited that he's back in Buffalo and what a job the team of docs uh, and the medical team did out in Cincinnati and now he's in great care here in Buffalo. We're happy to have him back. Upon hearing the news of Hamlin's return, Dr. Laszlo Meckler from the Dent Neurologic Institute feels the way medical professionals from the Bills and those in Cincinnati tended to Hamlin in order to save his life not only helped him return home much sooner than expected, but was also done as it should have been from start to finish. Reality is it's like a miracle. Patients who pass out on the field from cardiac arrest, from commotio cordis as it's called, even in the best hands, the likelihood of neurological recovery or death is still very high. So the statistics were against him, but everything was done just perfectly. So I commend everybody involved. More on Hamlin's return to Buffalo is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. Great news to hear that yesterday. Yes. Um, I think caught a lot of people by surprise. You know, <laughs> it stunned me that that's where that came from, that it didn't leak out somewhere along the way. Well, it's uh, good. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's a, it's a nice thing, but Get them in there and, uh, you know, not uh, uh, make a huge uh, thing out of it uh, with, you know, a whole bunch of people trailing. Right. Uh, and good him for going Jamar. to Buffalo General, but great to see him back. Here in Buffalo, and we'll hear a little bit more a reaction to that throughout the morning on WBEN. Well, law enforcement here in western New York continuing to go after looters who aim to take advantage of the Christmas blizzard. Here's WBEN's Tom Puckett. It's definitely shocking. Um, you know, unfortunately to me, you know, it's not surprising. Erie County DA John Flynn says the alleged cases of looting during the blizzard remind him 
of looting during hurricanes. I, I remember when I was, uh, you know, in the Navy, I was stationed out of Pensacola, Florida, and, we you know, I lived through a number of hurricanes down there. And, you know, I recall that any time there was a hurricane, uh, you know, when people evacuated and it was, you know, obviously a, a, a horrific storm, uh, you had looters. Flynn says those accused of looting were not getting bare necessities. Had one arraignment here that was last week that was uh, $2,700 in cash uh, and various electronic items. Uh, obviously, the shoe one uh, was today. You have... Um, uh, food products that are being stolen. Hear more from Flynn online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. Tom, thank you for that. 16-year-old who brought a loaded handgun to a Buffalo school in December of 2021 has been sentenced to five years probation. The teen, who was 15 years old at the time of the incident, was sentenced as a youthful offender. He pled guilty to one count of criminal possession of a weapon in the second degree on October 28th of last year. Gas prices still showing a holiday hangover. Between Christmas and New Year's travel demand and some refinery outages in the U.S. because of cold weather, prices went up four cents a gallon in the past week. According to new data from the Energy Department, Americans now paying on average three twenty-six a gallon. That's still four cents less than this time last year. Analysts say with holiday demand gone and refineries coming back online, prices should begin to go down again. The cheapest gas right now is along the Gulf Coast, where drivers are paying two eighty-nine a gallon. Alex Stone, EBC News. Three forty-one. That's the current average price locally. It is down uh, twenty-one cents from a month ago. So we are paying a little bit less. Uh, however, three forty-one still yeah, pretty high. It's weird that we're going against the trend nationwide right where prices seem to be going up and we're at least st kind of stable remember though when prices nationwide were dropping fast and we were not falling at all right. so uh you know maybe in some ways we're catching up i don't know but it's still pretty expensive oh yeah at the pump thousands of nurses at two major new york city hospitals We'll be back on the picket line for a second day this morning as a strike continues. Nurses have already won 19% pay raises over three years, but what they want is more nurses to take care of the patients. It's not fair to the patients because we cannot um, take care of them how we want to take care of them. Patients are being transferred to other hospitals and some elective procedures are being canceled until the strike is set. That's Jim Dolan reporting from New York. An on-air scare for a Canadian TV reporter couldn't get her words out. Jessica Robb was delivering a live report on CTV's evening news and had to stop and toss back to the anchor in the studio. I'm, I'm not feeling very well right now, and I'm about to... S okay. The anchor took over. A few hours later, CTV Edmonton tweeted, Thanks to everyone who inquired about our reporter who became ill during the 6 p.m. news. Jessica Robb is feeling better and is now resting. Rob herself also tweeting her thank yous to her cameraman and the anchor who reassured viewers. Rob would only say there's no cause for concern, saying her own medical background provides a reasonable explanation for what happened. That's Derek Dennis. Uh, if you've seen this video online, just kind of, uh, you know, struggling for words, uh, making up uh, gibberish or uh, something like that, kind of scary to see Very that happening scary. on live TV across Canada. And the Sabres last night ran out of gas getting shut out by the Flyers for nothing. It's 341 if they need more. That's on average. <laughs> <laughs> Two days ago, I thought was it, you know, we're, we're, we're riding in a very emotional week and had lots and lots of emotional energy. Uh, and there was in the building and the atmosphere. And, and 
Uh, I thought tonight uh, our guys looked and felt emotionally drained. Um, they just had a, a really difficult time executing things that they execute routinely and simple. Uh, so they, we had a group that didn't look like themselves. Coach Don Granado, first time this season that Buffalo's been shut out, and it's the first loss in their retro jerseys. But this was an added game. This was not originally on the schedule. I don't think it should count then. That's the Me too. <laughs> so I mean, they, they weren't into it. We're going to act like it never happened. Um, yeah. It, yeah, I didn't realize until somebody said it last night that this was one of the makeup games from the snow. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. We're looking at a few flurries, a little drizzle around this morning, otherwise cloudy and cool today with temperatures in the low to mid 30s. For tonight, mostly cloudy skies, overnight lows in the mid-20s. On Wednesday, cloudy with temperatures near 40 degrees. Rain returns on Thursday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Dr. Kevin Gibbons is joining us on WBEN this morning, Chief of Neurosurgery for Kaleida Health, also UB Neurosurgery. Uh, Dr. Gibbons, as we continue to follow DeMar Hamlin's progress now here in Buffalo, Wondering, one, if you'll be part of his medical team and what you think the next phase of recovery will look like for him. Well, I, I won't be part of his medical team. Um, he's got some great doctors from UBND and from the Bills medical staff taking care of him. Um, the future for someone who recovers from a cardiac arrest, it's day-to-day for a while. Um, lots of testing done to rule out damage and to figure out any potential future risks. Um, but he's being taken care of by some great physicians. The news, I think, caught a lot of people off guard yesterday uh, that he was healthy enough to go back to Buffalo. Now, he's still in the hospital, but what does that say that he's able to make that trip um, from Cincinnati to Buffalo? Well, certainly good news um, that he's stable from a cardiac standpoint, that he's had an excellent neurologic recovery uh, thus far, and that it's uh, it's ready to get him. That he was ready to get home. How long do you think his hospitalization could be at Buffalo General? Uh, that depends on a lot of factors, um, and I don't have any information to to give on that. Um, really, it could be days to a week or more. Um, that'll be decided by the team of physicians taking care of him. There's a lot that is kind of unknown, but I'm wondering how much. And, and you talked about ensuring that you know he's okay going forward how much of the job of doctors now is to you know as much as it is uh, maintaining his current health as he seems to be in you know good spirits how much of it is determining what exactly was the cause of what we saw happen just a little over a week ago and how hard is that to determine after the fact so what we know is that what everyone saw a blow resulted in a cardiac arrest. Um, the cardiac physicians, the electrophysiologist will likely do testing to make sure that there's no intrinsic damage to the heart or some reason that may have made him more susceptible to this. Other than that, it, it's just a situation of very bad luck. Um, although he was lucky to be to have it happen in a place where he had a great medical team and first responders ready to take care of him. It, there is, you know, it, it's all speculation at this point, right, doctor, um, that uh, a hit at the precise wrong time, you know, caused this cardiac arrest. 
But we're not 100% sure if it's that or maybe if it was something else, if this would have happened even without the hit. Is that possible to go back and determine? And is there one instance that might be, uh, you know, a better outlook than the other? It's a it's a diagnosis of exclusion. Um, and the team of physicians that took care of him at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center made it pretty clear that he didn't suffer high cervical cord injury, um, that he had had appropriate testing to rule out a significant head injury, hemorrhage, stroke, things of that sort. Um, so it is moving to that, that diagnosis of exclusion of a cardiac arrhythmia caused by a blow to the sternum or chest bone. Okay. So like from process of elimination? It sounds like. Yes. Is there is there a possibility that this just could have been a freak accident? Well, that is most likely um, what happened. Um, this is not unheard of. It's typically in younger individuals who get a blow to the sternum, often from a baseball or lacrosse ball. Um, so that that is the direction things are moving in. But again, that's up to his physicians taking care of him. Um, to figure out over the long term. There's a lot of fear, I think, out there that results from this. Uh, When there is this uncertainty of exactly what happened, there has been a lot of talk in the last week of football as a violent game. We know that it is. But is this something that's more of a freak accident, uh, an untimely incident, or is this a serious concern that, you know, whether it's football, you mentioned baseball, that's been a concern there, you know, balls bouncing up or, or hitting somebody in the chest, a lot of other sports. Is this something that we should be looking at and, uh, you know, can proactively take steps to minimize? It's such a rare event that I don't know what steps you really could take to minimize. I think the key thing here is to make sure that we have the medical care to take care of patients. Um, the biggest part of this story is the fact that CPR was initiated within a minute. Um, that improves by a factor of two to three times the likelihood of a good outcome after cardiac arrest. So I encourage everyone to learn bystander CPR. Look it up on Google. You can go to the American Red Cross or American Heart Association websites. There are videos less than three minutes in length that train people how to do bystander CPR should they see someone arrest and they're in an unconscious state without a pulse. So some good can come out of this. We can take some steps to make our community safer, and that includes when you're at your kids' Little League games and not just at a Buffalo Bills uh, football game. Yeah, it does seem to be a tremendous interest right now in getting us that CPR. Dr. Gibbons, would someone like DeMar need to go to rehab after a hospital stay here? From a neurologic standpoint, everything that the team in Cincinnati said publicly is that he is um, neurologically intact, although a little bit weak. That comes from being in an ICU and on a ventilator for three or four days. Um, He's obviously an outstanding athlete, um, so it's not likely that he's going to require a long rehab course, um, but he may need a little bit of time. Uh, to get his bearings back, to get his nutrition back in shape, things of that sort. You know, when you mention things going forward that people can, you know, kind of be aware of, and uh, of course CPR has gotten a lot of attention in the past week, what would be your recommendation? High school sports, let's say, uh, or maybe it's any 
sport that's being played. Should there be a set of standards of, you know, what should have to be near that field at all time, whether we're talking about, you know, a, a defibrillator or just somebody who's trained in CPR? Um, should there be a set of standards there? And what should that be at the bare minimum? Well, I would think that that coaching staff um, should indeed learn bystander CPR. I'd like to get to a situation where everyone over age 12 in our community knows bystander CPR. Um, AEDs, the automatic defibrillators, um, should be in most public places these days, churches, schools, restaurants. Um, I, I don't know that you can – you certainly can't require an ambulance to be at every Little League baseball game, um, but you can increase the safety um, by having – a community-wide effort um, to have individuals trained in bystander CPR. I'm not sure that rules or regulations would be the answer. Um, I think a wide community effort is, is the best way to go. And I would encourage people, in addition to the bystander CPR, to, to take the Stop the Bleed course from the American College of Surgeons, which I'm afraid uh, in our violent society is, is a skill that, that needs to become more widespread. All right. Um, definitely a, a been a teaching moment this past week with this uh, this incident with Demar. All right. I know you're not his physician, but from your perspective, is there any possibility that Demar Hamlin could go to Sunday's game at the stadium? That, that I will leave up um, to his physicians. Um, whether they want to take him out of the environment of the hospital and bring him there, I know it would be inspiring. Um, to his team and the community, but his, his safety really is, is, has to be top of mind. Um, this is not an uncommon medical event, but it's occurred in public view, and so there's a, a great deal, a tremendous amount of concern uh, for him, and we have to keep that at the, at the top of the list. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 